Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She is the host of the Right View podcast. It's Laura Trump. Laura, how are you? Good to see you. Great to see you too, Joe. I, I wish it were under different circumstances yeah. that, that we were about to talk, but uh, nonetheless, it's always lovely to be with you. Thank you. I love having you on the program. I just told you before we started, I think you're doing an amazing job on the podcast. The guests are great. You are in control. And I told you years ago, you would take my job easily if you wanted it. <laughs> Thank you for not wanting this job because you could have had it. But what you're doing not is amazing. Yet. Not, not yet. We'll see. Uh, well, I'm going to try my best to, to stave that off. Um, you're right. I-, I wish that we were talking about your kids and about, hey, the weather's nice. But we're not. We're talking about the attack on a political guy. And, and well, he's really an America-loving guy. He's your father-in-law. But he's a politician in that he's running for president again. And the sitting president and the left in this country thinks they can take him out by any means necessary. Laura, did you think yeah. that what happened yesterday would happen? I honestly didn't think it would happen. I, I think it was kind of shocking to anybody in this country to see really how this all played out and that you had Donald Trump actually physically have to go to New York City, down to 100 Center Street, to the Manhattan courthouse down in downtown New York, and be arraigned, fingerprinted, processed into the system. And I think most people said, well, you know, we can kind of see how this is politically motivated, but let's wait until the indictment actually is released and let's find out what's in there because there must be something, right? Like if you're going to be the person to make history as district attorney of New York City, Alvin Bragg, and you are going to be the one to indict a former president, you better have a tight case. You better have something so major that there will be no question that it was necessary to take this step. And then obviously yesterday happened. People finally got their hands and eyes on this indictment. And people were like, well, where's the crime? And then when Alvin Bragg was actually questioned, he couldn't even tell anyone what the crime actually was. And the truth is there is no crime. There was nothing that was done improperly on behalf of my father-in-law. Everyone knows that. Law you know, experts on either side of the aisle have, have all agreed that there was no crime committed. And so when people take a step back and they look at this, they can see that one of our fundamental institutions here in America, our judicial system, has very clearly been weaponized against a political opponent. Alvin Bragg, of course, ran on a platform not of protecting the citizens of New York City, not making the streets safer, not getting the criminals locked up, the gangs, the drugs out of there. No, he ran on a platform of taking down one man and one family, Donald Trump and the Trump family. And that's why you saw yesterday happen the way it did. He had to keep the promise, of course, to George Soros, who funded him, despite what George Soros would like you to believe. He had to keep his promise to the radical left to take down a political opponent, because the truth is they all know that if Donald Trump gets a second term in the White House, the jig is up for all of them. He exposed them the first time. The second time, he's literally going to flush them straight down the drain, and they know that's coming down the pike. So uh, yesterday, I think, yes, was shocking to see that it actually transpired and came to that. But um, I think it was, in addition, a really sad day and a true demarcation line in the history of America. We can never go back to the country we used to be if this is how we are going to operate. So well said. TheRightView.com. It's uh, the host of The Right View podcast, Laura Trump. Uh, Laura, you brought something up that was that was so telling yesterday. Alvin Bragg, uh, who, uh, just like Letitia James, 
rain on getting Trump, which does I, I don't, I've never yep. heard of that in my life. I, if you elect me, I'll get this one guy, and people actually voted for them. But when he was asked directly by a reporter, there's nothing here. What are you basing it on? Because you say that he broke this law, which relates to an even worse law that he broke, but you don't say what the other law is. And his answer was, by law, I don't have to tell you. What? Yeah. So, so this is all based on NDAs. You and I have been under NDAs in our careers. I am yep. right now. I can't tell the, all the secrets of iHeartMedia or the stations that I'm on. So why is that okay? Or can I go and sue and say the, the, that my companies all broke the law by telling me that I can't talk about stuff under penalty of a fine? I mean, he just settled a nuisance claim that basically was an NDA. It was, it was okay, we had some arrangement. Here's the money. We move on with our lives. Why is, why is my deal different than what he had in any deal? It, it really isn't. It's a contract uh, just like any other contract that thousands of them are signed every day right. across this country, a non-disclosure agreement. You, Like you said, you're under one right now. I've had several in my life and different careers, and it is nothing out of the ordinary. But, of course, they had to go around what the actual law is to come to this case to say, well, wait a minute, let's see if we can make this stick. The truth is the district attorney's office in Manhattan got 11 million documents from the Trump organization six years ago. They have been combing through them page by page by page for years, desperately in search of any law that Donald Trump broke, anything he did improperly in his business, any way they could possibly take him down. They couldn't find it. Yeah. So they had this in with Michael Cohen, a, a, a self-admitted perjurer. He perjured himself you know, on the stand. This guy is a convict and someone who is a serial liar. Everyone knows that about him. They were basing their case on Michael Cohen's testimony. And of course, it isn't worth the paper that it's written on if you actually wrote it down. Right. Everyone knows that. But that is the lunacy of all of this. That's where the time, effort, and money went from the New York City taxpayers. Meanwhile, New York City is in absolute shambles. Joe, I left New York City two and a half years ago with my family because it was such a horrible place to live. Crime is rampant. You can't go into a Dwayne Reed or CVS to even buy deodorant because it's all locked up behind plastic. Right. You have people getting pushed in front of subway trains, and yet this is where the focus was. It is disgusting. And even if you didn't vote for Donald Trump in New York City, you ought to be pretty upset that this is how your taxpayer money was used. It's Laura Trump, host of the Right View podcast. Go to therightview.com. My friend Curtis Lewa tells me, and I'm from Metro New York originally, he says, Joe, don't come and visit here now. Don't come and yeah. visit here because it's not safe for you, not safe for your family. I wouldn't want you to risk that. And that's a really, it's a really bad sign that you can't even go to where you're from and forget about the tourist uh, season that happens in New York as well. What's going to happen then? And then we've got Alvin yeah. Bragg, who has taken 52% of the felonies and knocked them down to misdemeanors. He said he won't go after more than 20 years for anybody, no matter how heinous the crime. And he's letting people out on their own recognizance every single day. Yesterday, daring to stand at the podium and the, the dais and say, these are major crimes and we can't turn a blind eye to these major crimes that he violated or that he broke. And then the guy wouldn't tell us exactly what it was. So how does this shake out? Laura, I got to tell you, a couple of weeks ago when I saw Bob Costello on Tucker Carlson, the, the lawyer, Bob Costello, who looked right, right at the camera and said, I told the grand jury that Michael Cohen told me in 2018, I've got nothing on Trump. When that happened in front of the grand jury, I thought this would go away. So what exactly happens now? Alvin Bragg knows yeah. he can't win. Is this just to, just to stop your father-in-law from, from effectively campaigning? What is this? 
Well, that's possible. Maybe he was hoping that the judge would place a gag order on Donald yeah. Trump, which obviously didn't happen. And I think rightly so. We'll have to give some credit to this judge that cooler heads prevailed on that front. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's pretty evident it'll be uh, next to impossible for Donald Trump to get a fair trial in New York City. The fact that a grand jury uh, said, yeah, there's there's enough here. Let's let's push, push this indictment forward is shocking. But of course, you know, the old adage, you can indict a ham sandwich because yes. you only have to have half plus one, um, you know, to vote to move forward with right. it. Um, obviously, the, the legal team surrounding my father-in-law feels very strongly that they will either get this case dismissed, um, that they could get a change of venue and then pr probably get this case dismissed there. And I don't think anything will ultimately hold up in court. Now, that said, the court date that they set the next time my father-in-law has to appear isn't until the beginning of December. That's a pretty long time from now, yeah. and it will be when the campaign is fully ramping up. We will be less than a year out from the presidential election in 2024. So, yeah, perhaps part of the strategy here is to distract Donald Trump to think that maybe he can't handle multiple things at once. The problem is they didn't count on it being Donald Trump, and they forgot the kind of person he is. He has energy like no one I have ever seen. Whenever we were campaigning in 2016, people who were half or a third his age were exhausted by the end of a day of like five rallies. And he would say, you think we could fly west and do one more? You think we could go do another stop? No yeah. joke. And we were all like, are you crazy? So he can handle it. I think the other part of this is they thought that maybe this would get him to say, you know what? I don't need this at this point in my life. I've I've kind of done what I said I would do for this country. I tried. Man, I gave it a good shot. I had four years in the White House and we made some incredible changes and moved this country forward in so many ways. But I'm done now. They also didn't count on the fact that Donald Trump never quits, that I have never seen him more determined, Joe, than he is right now not only to become the Republican nominee, but to become the 47th president. It's uh, Laura Trump. Go to therightview.com. We, we really appreciate you coming on. He's from Jamaica, Queens. I mention this all the time. So is my mother. And they're very, very big fighters. They're not going to back down to anything. Yeah. But I'm 20 years younger than the guy. I could not have done what he did yesterday. He got up in yeah. Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> he, he goes through the parade of people who were you know, waving at him and holding up Trump signs, gets on the plane, goes to New York, goes to Trump Tower, goes in and, and, uh, and gets indicted or arrested or whatever the hell they did, fingerprinted, goes back out gets on the plane goes back home comes out and does a speech what the what yeah. so uh, this I, this if nothing else this tweaked him enough to where he would never stop now he's never ever going to stop um, because uh, he has to prove to them how wrong they are and they are yeah and i also think that what yesterday showed him and really a lot of us in this country who didn't already know it perhaps um i knew it but some people maybe had their their questions about Donald Trump. Was he the right leader to, you know, to elect for the, the next president? I, I think what yesterday showed people is that the swamp is real. It's it's not, you know, some hypothetical thing. It really exists. And the people who are in it and the people who control it um, really need to be exposed and really need to be taken down. Otherwise, we will lose our country. There is no doubt. And the only person who is running for president right now, who could withstand the attacks, who can go forward and can actually do the job that we will need done for this country to, quite frankly, save us at this point, is Donald Trump. Because you would be hard-pressed to find somebody who has taken more incoming, who has weathered the storm and the attacks than Donald Trump and kept going and still accomplished 
so much for this country. So I think it became evident yesterday he's enemy number one for a reason because they're terrified of him. And that's all the more reason people need to vote for him. It's Laura Trump, uh, the the daughter-in-law of President Donald Trump, also the wife of Eric. I I saw Eric last night on Fox, and he said a number that blew my mind. I thought it might have cost $10 million. Laura, fill my listeners and my viewers in on how much money New York City spent on just shutting down bridges and shutting down roads and doing this whole mockery, this circus, yesterday because of a $130,000 lawsuit, basically. Uh, How much money did they spend in New York City to do this yesterday? $200 million. It is mind boggling. And you think about how distracted the NYPD was, right? All of the uniform officers you saw lining the streets, they shut down the FDR, they shut down bridges. They had everything from the airport all the way to Trump Tower shut down, from Trump Tower all the way down to 100 Center Street, all the way in downtown Manhattan shut down. It cost $200 million of taxpayer money and think about all the, the people who weren't getting caught. Think about all the criminals who weren't getting taken right. off the street, not just yesterday, obviously for the past six years. And one of the things that really gets me with all of this, too, is imagine you are on the other end of one of these violent crimes, which have gone up 30 percent in the past year in New York City. Imagine you got attacked. Imagine you got robbed, held up at gunpoint, whatever it might be. We've seen so many horrific things happen in New York. And then you find out that your case isn't being adjudicated. This criminal who attacked you is not being put behind bars because Alvin Bragg is messing around with Donald Trump and this nonsense, this political game. It must infuriate people. It is so wrong on every level. It is corruption on full display. And uh, I think it woke a lot of people up to see this happen. I I hope so. $200 million because of $130,000 settlement of a nuisance case doesn't make any sense to anybody. Yet 85% voted, uh, I guess, for Biden in Manhattan. And maybe the 85% say, yeah, let's spend $200 million. But it's such an important point that you just made. How unsafe was the rest of New York yesterday while 36,000 police officers were otherwise, you know, uh, focused on Trump being in town? It doesn't make sense. But, but Laura, it shows they don't care about the people. They only care about their political might and their political control. That's got to be what it is. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Most Democrats stopped caring about the people a long time ago. They showed their hand. Donald Trump, I think, forced them in many ways to show their hand. And and it doesn't stop in New York City. Look around at every major city in America run by Democrats. It is an absolute shambles. They don't care about the people of their city. They care about power. They care about themselves, about greed. Heck, look up at the very top at Joe Biden and what a travesty it has been since he took office for this country. The damage he has done. Honestly, we probably won't know for a long time. Uh, We better get Donald Trump back in the White House because I don't know anyone else who could clean up this mess. And it is a huge mess that Joe Biden has made of our country. If we have a country left, if China hasn't fully usurped us as the superpower of the world, which don't kid yourself, they are loving every single second of this. They're loving every second of Joe Biden as president because he turns a blind eye to China. He doesn't do anything to them. 
They are waiting their turn until they can pounce and take us over. It is so frightening and so terrifying as a citizen of this country right now. I wish that we didn't have to wait until 2024 to make this change. Laura Trump, host of the Right View podcast. Go to therightview.com. Last question, sort of a combination question. A, how's he holding up? I mean, he's talking to you guys privately, whereas we're seeing him publicly. How is he holding up? And the second thing, how do you think, you personally think this is going to shake out? How does this end? Well, he's holding up great. Honestly, he is tough as nails. It's funny because I took my kids last Friday right after I picked them up from school over to see grandpa. And of course, he just gave them tons of chocolate and, and candies, nice. um, which my kids loved. <laughs> but I, I, I really asked him, I was like, how are you doing? He was like, this, uh, we've got this. This is, I'm great. We are focused. We have the eye on the prize. He's incredible. I have never seen somebody as tough as he is, as strong as he is. Yeah. Um, and it's really amazing to see. I, look, I think it shakes out that that they have to dismiss this case. There's so much external pressure. It is so obvious what's going on here that um, I assume nothing ever comes of this. I think they will drag it out as long as possible, keep this charade going, try to tarnish Donald Trump's image a little bit more. But what they haven't accounted for is how inspired people are by him. How many people are behind him now? We raised $10 million in the four days post-indictment. And a quarter of those people, Joe, who donated to the Trump campaign had never in any election cycle ever donated to Donald Trump before. Wow. That tells you everything you need to know. It really does. And we've seen his poll numbers, depending on the poll, go up between 10 and 20 percent. He's gained a lot of money. I think that the left is going to realize we're helping this guy more than we're hurting him. And that might be the reason behind closed doors that they dismiss. Uh, Laura, thanks a lot for coming on. Anytime you want to come on, please come back. Keep us updated on what's going on with your family, with your father-in-law, with Eric, with with the kids. And we love that you're doing so well on the Right View podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great to be with you. You're welcome. We're, We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Yeah, unfortunately, Carrie, I don't have time to do it. I just don't. Oh, come on. A little bit. Two seconds. <laughs> come on. Do it. No, you say no. See, you made me do that. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I did. We okay, got to run to break here. If you miss any part of the Laura Trump uh, interview, we'll put it up on Rumble tonight. So make sure you go and follow us over there. Another big hour coming your way here on the Joe Pag Show. We've got Vivek Ramaswamy. He's running for president. Balloon gate update. The Chinese balloon and much more. Don't touch that dial. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.